Gibson swings and a fly ball to deep right field. This is going to be a home run. Unbelievable. A home run for Gibson. And the Dodgers have won the game 5-4. to four. I don't believe what I just saw. I don't believe what I just saw. The line down the left field line for a base hit. Here comes Joy. Here is Junior to third base. They're going to wave him in. The throw to the plate will be late. The Mariners are going to play for the American League Championship. I don't believe it. It just continues. My, oh, my. A little bouncer slowly toward Bryant. He will glove and throw to Rizzo. It's in time. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. The Cubs come pouring out of the dugout. Jumping up and down like a bunch of delirious 10-year-olds. The Cubs have done it. Puckett swings and hits a blast. Deep left center, way back, way back. It's gone. The Twins count in a seventh game. Touch them all, Kirby Puckett. Touch them all, Kirby Puckett. And the Twins have won this game. Four to three on a dramatic home run by Kirby Puckett. The camping has begun. Games are underway this weekend in the Grapefruit League, soon to be Cactus League 2. I'm DJ Amish. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm Amos. And you know what, Amish? I'm so glad that spring training games are here. You know, mm. obviously, they start on Sunday. We are recording this on Saturday night. Um, but I got to say, uh, something, just a hidden gem that comes with these spring training games are photo ops. And oh, yeah. I'm honestly in a fight with myself on who does it better, Joey Votto or Phil Hughes. <laughs> well, as far as the poison goes or what? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I have to check out some of the Votto ones. I know I know about the Hughes ones, but not familiar Consistency. with Votto. Consistency. Votto wins. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, as February starts to close, so did off-season promotional events by teams. Uh and our top story is one such event that's resulted in the resignation of now former Seattle Mariners team president, Kevin Mather. Uh, we touched on it a little in our 18 AL uh, team uh, roster preview update special podcast, by the way, go check that out. Uh, check that out. Uh, or a little bit of talk as, as it was breaking. We were still, you know, kind of getting the whole handle on the whole thing, but let's do that. Now let's discuss more details and give some hot takes. Amos, the event part of a Zoom call Mather participated in on the 20th with the Bellevue Washington Rotary Club and what they say is an annual kind of thing Mariners management participates in with them for fan ambassadorship. Uh, just to run it down simply, Mather disparaged Japanese pitcher Yusei Kikuchi's English-speaking ability as well as his top Dominican prospect's language skills. He derided top prospect outfielder Jared Kalinich while admitting the team was manipulating service time, which is going to go on great for the MLBPA's evidence in negotiating the next CBA, by the way, probably along with the Cubs and Chris Bryant's court win there regarding service time. Mm-hmm. Uh, calling Marco Gonzalez, quote, very boring, while embellishing some of his rocket room actions involving former Mariners starter Mike Leak. In case you don't know, there was a team meeting where Leak took issue with some planned bullpen sessions and Gonzalez verbally not physically berated him, though Mather said they had pushed Leak hard up against a locker. That's, that's uh, and, and completing, uh, yeah, and completing third baseman Kyle Seeger was, quote, overpaid uh, where do we want to start on all this? I'm going to let you choose because I'm going to ruffle some damn feathers. 
All right. Well, let's talk about this whole language barrier uh, issue thing and the, the perception uh, that people uh, believe that Mather uh, was putting out there about uh, insulting the, the uh, uh, inabilities of speaking English. Okay. So uh, while we were looking this, you know, we, obviously we talked about this a little bit on our podcast last week or our uh, roster breakdown. Um, However, between now and then, or then and now, there have been transcripts have been released. You know, uh, mm-hmm. there was yeah. even the YouTube video of the whole meeting, but it got taken down. But it was re-uploaded by um, Seattle uh, Times, I believe, did it. I think so. Yeah, uh, and I, I'm not gonna lie to you, Amish. I, I read this. Well, I, I skimmed. I looked for the controversial parts that people were talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not convinced on three quarters of it. Like I'm not, um, and I don't care if I take flack for this. I'm leading. I'm reading the exact same transcript that you have every right to go see. It's not a hidden thing. You could go Google it and read it for yourself. Um, the one that I am reading is from LookoutLanding.com, which is they have the whole transcript from the questions to, you know, what Mather responded to they even have the video version above it which is about 47 minutes long so um all right so you wanted to start with um the language barrier issue Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay uh that's marco gonzalez got the wrong thing give me one second there it is okay so i couldn't find anything i mean i know it's here but i was i found the julio rodriguez answer that someone asked about him and i know i read this to you off broadcast but i want to read it again because i think people need to hear the complete answer okay um and it's a very simple question the reporter asks tell us about julio rodriguez that's all it says and mather's response is and i quote Julio Rodriguez has got a personality bigger than all of you combined. He is loud. His English is not tremendous. But he and Kellenic are very good friends. He's a year behind Kellenic. He probably won't be here until 22 or 23. Of course, 2022 or 2023. Fantastic kid. We're really big on social media. He loves to get out in front. He loves the Mariners, and between him and Kelnick, we think we've got an outfield that will be as good as any in baseball for the next six years. He's the real deal. He's ranked higher than Kelnick, which, as I said, Kelnick doesn't like for confidence. Kelnick is not happy that he's the fifth highest prospect on Baseball America, and Rodriguez is the fourth highest prospect. It's the little things like that bother Kelnick, end quote. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong, Amish, but one of the reasons he was let go was for these statements. Yeah, statements about just, uh, according to what Jeff Bassan put, he, you know, the shame isn't the fact Mather said these things, it's he actually embodies bigotry and insult as part of being a leader of a Major League Baseball club. Yes, so what, but they're using the, the Julio is, yeah. Rodriguez answer as part of the... They're they're using that his comments from this meeting were one of the reasons he was fired. Right. Right? Am I missing that? Or I would say that's pretty accurate. Okay, this is not a bad statement. Saying that his English is not tremendous is not a bad thing to say. 
Okay, it's not. It's not. Sue me. It's not a bad thing to say. You know, you could go out and find anyone. I, my English is sometimes bad, you know, at a lot of times. And I live in the South. I know about bad English. But I don't understand how this triggered people unless there is literally something that's cut out of this script that it's just not being out there to be read, you know. Yeah. I know it's it, something else about it, the interpreter and paying them $75,000 or some, some other quote too, but you really got to do a lot of digging and stuff into this 45 minute uh, speech. Yeah. And obviously, you know, people took the time to, to do that and, you know, we don't have such a benefit, but still here is, you know, this about Julia Rodriguez and what, and, and an answer. Yeah. But like, he says one bad thing, like, or quote unquote bad thing. He says one negative thing about him. And then he goes on to praise him. He says he's the real deal. He says he's the top five prospect in this organization. Yep. He says that he's going to be part of the, the best outfield MLB will have in the next six years. I mean, he's praising this guy. And, of course, people are not looking at that. They're looking at, he is loud. His English is not tremendous. That's not a, I don't see the problem with All that. Right. Let's uh, talk about uh, Kellenich then. Of course, this is the big hot button topic. Of the, I know a lot of people from the Players Association responded to it. Saw a lot of, you know responses uh about admitting basically admitting the team is manipulating service time it's almost kind of a a refreshing thing to see someone admitted but really not a a good business move on his part right i'm looking for that part of the transcript right now but i mean what he did is not illegal right now (laughs) you know by major league baseball Mm-hmm. It is something where it's, you know, it is abused, as we saw with Chris Bryant and the Cubs. Business is business if you want to look at it from one side. But on the other side, it's, you know, if these players are ready, stop holding them back, which mm-hmm. I also understand. Yeah, it's going to be a, a great uh, a great hot-button topic, I think, heading into the negotiations for the collective bargaining between uh, the players and the teams. But once again, he, he doesn't. If this is one of the reasons, this doesn't. I mean, I don't think this is one of the reasons, but yeah, you wouldn't think. Uh, I, I mean, I know baseball, you know, said some things about it, and you, you got to think, you know, behind closed doors. Obviously, they're not happy about that. Yeah, but we got to look at something here, just to put something into 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 perspective here. People yep. are getting upset about you know the service manip- manipulation time. But the same people are saying the Astros World Series title was legitimate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, which one is it? <laughs> you know, you can't you can't praise one thing and condemn the other. Like I said, you know, does it hold people back? You know, like I said with Chris Bryant and the Cubs, sure. It does. But it's business. You know, that's what they do. They want to keep a this player on the team as long as possible. And what do what is and what is the bottom line of a business? Amish, if you are a business leader, uh, I think I kind of want to make I kind of want to make money. You want to make money. You want to make the most amount of profit while spending the less amount of assets or capital. Good old American capitalism. Yes, that's sir. what running a business is. And if it means that you get an extra year of, you know, way underpayment, ironically, way underpayment for another player so they can stay on the team, you're probably going to do that. And let's stop acting like this is the only organization to do it, okay? You know, okay. let's stop acting like I this take... is the only one. I'm sure it's happening. You know, every team's probably doing it with a prospect. All right, this and team. then uh, 
And then we'll wrap it up with the, uh, it was very interesting as you were looking over some stuff about Kyle Seeger. And again, yet a, a quote about uh, Seeger being overpaid by uh, Mr. Mather. Right. And once again, quoting from this uh, lookoutlanding.com uh, transcript of the meeting with Kevin Math- uh, Mather and, you know, this, uh, the, I guess the media is a way to put it. And we're talking about Kyle Seeger, as you mentioned. And here's his quote. Um, there wasn't really a question for this. Um, or, like, this was a question, but it wasn't about Kyle Seeger, but he turned the answer into a Kyle Seeger answer. Um, the original question was about Kyle Lewis, I believe. Or, um, you know, he was he was talking about positive leadership roles in the clubhouse, and we'll get to the other one here in a second. But the Kyle Seeger one, he says later on in this answer, and I quote, And I have to compliment Kyle Seager. He is a veteran player. He's probably overpaid, but his attitude, and this has been a tough couple of years where we traded veterans and came in with young kids who are learning, and Kyle Seager has stayed positive and has had a tremendous attitude. There's been several times. That's why I whispered in his ear that he's going to be a Mariner Hall of Famer because it's got to be some tough years for him. But he's been positive. He's been upbeat, and it's really been fun to watch him grow. End quote. Okay. Uh, obviously, people took some... Uh, I don't know. They took that very personally, apparently. Like, they were talking about them or something. Uh, <laughs> overpaid Kyle Seeger. Oh. Uh, you know what? I mean, once again, he's saying something that I'm going to be the bad guy here. He's saying something that I'm sure a lot of presidents and CEOs say about their employees. Oh, I'm sure he's overpaid. You know, you know, I'm sure he's overpaid or she's overpaid. But to say it out in public, of course, given that platform, it's a lot worse. But Amish, let's look at Kyle Seeger's. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's look at some of his years. Okay, and these are just basic. You know, we're not going into deep detail because, to be honest, we could probably have a whole podcast just about this situation. Yeah. The Kyle Seeger uh, podcast, I'll call that. Now, side note, Kyle Seeger here started earning his money in 2012. He did play in 2011, but I'm going off baseball reference, and they don't have anything from his 2011 salary. Um, Yeah, I mean, just breaking it down, it was under a million dollars until he hit what, 2014, 15? Yeah, 2012 to 2014, he got paid under $540,000. So we're not going to look at those, and I'll tell you why we're not going to look at those. Because I highly doubt he's looking at Kyle Seeger and saying he's overpaid at $540,000. <laughs> no. Okay. So we're going to look at 2015 where his salary went from $540,000 to $4.5 million. Um, so in 2015, like I said, Kyle Seeger uh, was making $4.5 million. So let's switch over to his stats here. Once again, very basic stuff. And it's not terrible. So in 2015, Kyle Seeger for the Mariners hit 26 home runs, 74 RBIs, and hit for 266 with an own base uh, percentage of 328 and a slugging of 451. Okay. okay. Not bad. Pretty good. 2016, his salary pretty much doubles to $8 million or close to doubles to $8 million. 2016, good year. Kyle Seeger that year did do better. 30 home runs, 99 RBIs, hit 278, on base percentage of 359, close to a 500 slugging. He hit 499 slugging. 
I'd say he made yeah. his money there. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So now let's look at where his salary goes up even more. 2017, he gets paid $11 million. That's some good bank for him. Let's look at his stats and see what he does here. 27 home runs, 88 RBIs, 249 average, 323 on base percentage, 450 slugging. It's a little bit of a downturn there. You lose out on home runs. You lose out in RBIs. Um, He actually struck out more than he did the previous season. And, of course, his average dropped close to 30 points. So not not great. Well, right. oh, let's, oh, let's toss that as a slump year then. What was okay. the next? One? We'll, we'll do that. Let's give him benefit of the doubt. You know, everyone's due for a slump year. We'll be fair about that. So once again, another big jump from twenty uh, in twenty eighteen. Kyle Seeger for the Mariners makes nineteen million dollars. So he gets an eight million dollar bump after that performance. Of course, this is a contract, so you know money's paid different. Um, so let's look at his stats from twenty eighteen. 2018, 22 home runs, 78 RBIs, a 221 average, 273 on base percentage, 400 slugging. Uh oh. Oh, and he also struck out 28 more times than he did Ooh. in the year before him. Um, he also took 20 less walks than he did the year before him. So, okay. Uh, you're getting paid $19 million. In 2018, what did I say? 2018 to hit 22 home runs and hit a 221 average. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What well, you know? What? Let's just keep moving. Let's keep moving. 2019. Well, that's the last year we're going to look at. 2020 was kind of a funky season. We won't count it. No. Unless people really want me to, for just sake of argument. Now you look it up, people. Yeah. 2019. 19 and a half million dollars. Which, by the way, that was his contract. That was his amount for 2020 as well. So. $19.5 million in 2019. How did he do in 2019? 23 home runs, 63 RBIs, uh, 239 average, 321 on-base percentage, 468 slugging, uh, 789 OPS. Now, he did do slightly better. I mean slightly, ever so slightly. He cut down on his strikeouts, which was great. Uh he did raise his average, but you're still hitting 239, yeah. and you hit 23 home runs, and you're making close to $20 million a year. I hate to say it, but that sounds like overpaid to me. Just, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just being honest. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that's something you go out to the media and say, but yeah. if we're going to be completely fair here, would you pay someone if you were a manager – would you pay a player? Not that Kyle Seager isn't talented. Obviously, he is talented to be in the big leagues this long. Right. But, you know, he's making close to 20 million bucks. And mm-hmm. the best he's pumping out for you is a 239 average. Yeah. It's almost yeah. looking like it is time to to go elsewhere for trying to get those stats from somebody and, and paying uh, him less money. Just for the record here, this season he's expected to make $18.5 million. Mm-hmm. And then if he picks up, uh, it's a team option for 2022, which if they do take that, it is a $15 million for his salary. Um, the buyout has been expected to be about a $3 million buyout. So okay. you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Yeah. Yeah, now, look, I'm not, just for the record as well, I'm not saying that to say that Kyle Seeger is a bad player. But when he when when Mather makes a statement about him being overpaid, uh, I kind of I kind of see it. Hot take. There you go. 
Maybe that'll ruffle some feathers. <laughs> well, team chairman and managing partner John Stanton Amos will serve as the team's acting president until a successor can be chosen. Mather resigned. Uh, anyway, so let's move on. Oh, wait. Final yeah. thing. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. Final yeah, that's thing. right. Rodriguez. Um, the well, it was it was about the locker room incident. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Just for the record, he should have been fired for that. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> okay. to to be to be to to encourage bullying type behavior like that is is something a GM should not do, or a president. Sorry, what was he? He was president, CEO. Yeah, president, so, CEO. So telling that's you, something telling you that story not. out of school type of thing, so, applauding someone for for bullying, right? Yeah. Now, to be fair, he can't control everything, but at the same time, he probably knew about it, and he should have you know, done something that would have discouraged that kind of behavior for the future. So for that reason, yes, he should have been let go, which by the way, he resigned. He wasn't fired. He resigned. So even the Mariners let that slip. Um, They didn't even (laughs) do that right. Uh, Yeah. Which was kind of a a, fired for something like that. Uh, Instead, they just allowed him to resign. Um, But yeah, I, I three out of those four issues. I don't see as a fireable offense. Sorry, I don't. Yeah, you know, that was, you know, something else interesting when, you know, the Mariners then came back. And I'm looking. Now, once again, if there's more to it than this, that's fine. We're just talking about these four specific examples. I just want to get that out there. I don't want to hear people say, well, what about this? Okay, well, we didn't cover that. I was ta- I, We were covering these four specific situations. So, yeah. The Mariners, embarrassed, angered, and insulted by Mather's tone-deaf remarks, hit back Tuesday, quote, sometimes a common goal can unite you, but sometimes a common enemy can do the same, if not greater. <laughs> but to which I responded, I don't buy it. I mean, these guys hired him. Now they can live with the fact that they hired him. Just like the, like you said, the Astros and cheating. It's, ta- it's called taking accountability, Amos. It is called Where has it gone? Taking accountability. No, you can't do that. You can't take accountability anymore. Then you're just <laughs> as classified as a wuss and you don't have any backbone. You know, can't do that. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, it appears another round of test results is in. Regarding Major League Baseball's COVID-19 health monitoring and testing plan. Yes, a joint announcement came Friday from the office of Rob Manfred and the Players Association, Amos. Yeah, what are those uh, numbers? Another good uh, good week, uh, if I could say so myself. Um, so let's look at what the independent Utah laboratories reported and their following results. This was printed, uh, this was released February 26th. Excuse me. Um, so once again, they test pretty much all major league active roster players, non-roster invitees, tier one and tier two club staff members. Uh, I mean, it, it's like we said before, and we're not going to explain it all again. We think they got it pretty good covered. So here's the weekly intake testing. 900 tests conducted, only three positive tests out of all the players, which is a 0.3 positive rate. Got to be happy with that. Um up to date, 5,236 tests conducted with 15 total positive intake tests, 12 players and three staff members, also a 0.3% positive rate. And then, you know, they do the monthly total monitoring, which if we're going to look at the total monitoring um, or the total testing today, excuse me, 
20,742 tests conducted with 20 total positive tests, 14 players, six staff members, a 0.1% positive rate. Wow. I mean, you can't get more perfect than that. Let's be honest here. That's the, that's what Lysol guarantees. 99.9% of germs. This is the point one, you know? All right. So, I mean, whether you agree or not that Major League Baseball should start at its normal time, they're doing what they said they're doing. So, Shout out to Frenchy Cordera, Jose Abreu, and whoever the heck else it was for the Jane three. <laughs> well, that was last week. Oh, sorry. But, uh, keep in mind, MLB will have separate COVID-19 related injured lists that's separate from the 10-day. And now, of course, we're back from 45 to 60-day aisle for the full 162. I think that's the one thing I disagree with. I wish they would have kept the 45. Do you? you know? Really? I do. It's a shorter schedule, though. I don't know. Uh, no, I, I mean, I feel I, I'm not mad that they went back to it. I just wish they would have kept it. But, really? Okay. Hot take. Hot take. The Hot Takes Corner Podcast is seeking to help other streamers by freely promoting their product content. Our new anchor format has allowed segmentation for the first time, and in order for it to flow the most smooth, we'd like to use breaks and your time in the show. We'll accept anything from a 10-second tease to a one-minute spot that can either be produced and submitted by yourself, or you may work with our brilliant production team in order to properly promote what you wish us to. Thank you for your consideration into what we believe will benefit all. Uh, It's time for a short hot stove. Uh, A couple free agency signings to go over. Uh, Tyler Clippard and the Diamondbacks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, literally a couple signings. <laughs> it's just literally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 36 year old righty Tyler Clifford going to Arizona on a one year, $2.25 million deal. Uh, pretty much doing what he's always been doing is kind of just being that veteran presence in a bullpen. Um, obviously I don't think he's going to be the closer, but you're looking at a guy that could be your eighth inning guy or seventh inning guy. So pretty simple. I mean, there's really not much more to say than that. <laughs> And uh, your Cubs have got a bullpen guy back. It's not Jeremy Jeffress. More on that in a moment. Though. It is not, sadly. But I am so happy to hear that the Cubs have re-signed Ryan Tapera on a one-year $800,000 deal. Thank you, Amish, for filling me in on sure. the amount. But, uh, yeah, I was so happy to see Tapera back. He actually was in the MVP running last year, which obviously he didn't have a chance with compared to the other players. But I was so happy to hear that they signed him back. I think he was a tremendous piece in that bullpen, and I think he will be a tremendous piece in the bullpen this year. So, uh, one year, 800K for Ryan Tapera. All right. Well, one guy they didn't get back in the MLB, that's because he went over to South Korea, is Shin Soo Chu, Amos. Can you believe that? Shin yeah. This is one that got away, right? <laughs> Joining the South Korean, boy, I can never say these names. Wyverns, I think, yeah, of the Korean baseball organization. Uh, apparently they're reporting uh, 2.4 mil in 2021, so taking a possibly way less money, but there must be a reason that he's going over back to his home uh, country. 38 years old, maybe that's a reason a lot of people aren't signing him. So he did play with the Mariners, Reds, Indians, and Rangers, so. I just, uh, I'm kind of shocked this is a guy that no one signed. So, 
But I guess to be fair, that the DH not being in the National League had a big thing to do with that. So you're pretty much cutting out half your suitors. So it's data about him. Only eight hitters reached base safely more times than Shinsu Chu. Who were they? Uh, they were Edwin Jackson. Edwin Jack. No, I'm just kidding. In the 2010s, this is by the way. <laughs> I wish I wish I would have like answered this question without seeing it. Uh, I think I would have been fun to get. <laughs> is he going to got? Well, I don't think I would have got all of them, but there's pretty obvious ones. All right, so here are the only uh, eight hitters to, as you said, reach base safely more times than Sin Tzu Chu, courtesy of Foolish Baseball. In the 2010s. Channel. In the 2010s, correct. Um, Freddie Freeman, Mike Trout, Robinson Cano, uh, Santana, Carlos. I'm assuming that is Carlos, yeah. Nick Markakis, probably the surprising one for me. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, Andrew McCutcheon, and Joey Votto. Yeah. So. Love that stat for Foolish Baseball. Thank you, Foolish Baseball. I love that. Hey, we got some retirements. Or all retirement and another guy that's just talking about maybe retiring. Yeah, so, um, you know, this one might have slipped under the radar with everything going on this week. But uh, Kelvin Herrera announced on his Twitter that he is retiring from baseball. Uh, He put out a little thank you uh, on his Twitter. I didn't actually see what date this came out. So I don't want to get rid of the screenshot because if I do, then I'm afraid I won't find it again. But (laughs) did he play Abba's Thank You for the Memories song in the background? He should have. Yeah. Uh, But he says, uh, thank you, baseball. First time in 14 years, I am not in Arizona getting ready for the upcoming season. It's a better, it's a bittersweet moment for me, but after 10 MLB seasons, two World Series, two All-Star Games, and one World Baseball Classic, I'm happy to call it a career and focus on my family and next chapter of my life. Uh, And then he goes on to thank, um, you know, everyone who's been part of his career. He goes on to thank everyone in the Washington Nationals and the White Sox organization, who have, quote-unquote, become his family as well. Of course, he's mostly known for being with the Royals, especially in the World Series year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, pretty good pretty good player. Um, I guess he's just calling it quits, you know, as he should. So, right off into the sunset. Pretty optimistic. Yeah. Another uh, kind of controversial one, because Mark Feinstein is a shot back at you right away when you shot me the, the first thing about his wife. Uh, take, tell us. Man, I know, I know. I should have known better. <laughs> I should have known better. But uh, there was rumor speculating that Albert Pujols, his wife, put on, I think it was Instagram, saying that Albert was retiring. And then she goes on to say, no, 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 no. I'm not saying he's retiring. I'm saying he's unsure of his future, in which, uh, who'd you say, Feinstein? Mm-hmm. Quote, uh, sent it out and said, uh, yeah, Albert Pujols could be retiring after this year. And then immediately came the okay now we're not sure so (laughs) well here's the question though just in case should we make him go to the all-star game amos yes yeah i think we should write him in if he's not actually on the ballot i think we should write him in that would be so cool and just for more funds he should retire as a cardinal not an angel oh okay hot take there as a as a cubs fan the worst enemy of the Cubs was Albert Pujols. And I think, I mean, not that he hasn't had a successful portion of his career in the Angels, but when you think Albert Pujols, you yeah. think Cardinals. I think so. Yeah. Probably. That's my opinion. 
Nothing wrong if you think American you League fans probably say otherwise. I guess I don't. Know. Yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. If people want him to retire as an angel, I won't be mad about that either. But I'm pretty sure Cardinals fans out there would be like, "Yeah, he should retire as a Cardinal." So. <laughs> be a big battle there. Uh, others of note, just real quickly, neglecting to uh, mention last week, uh, Rays brought back Chaz Rowe for the pen this year. Uh, the Mets released Brad Brock. Uh, he's going to join Royals camp on a minor league deal, though. 14-year vet Ian Kennedy got a minor league deal with Texas. Uh, Jeremy Jeffress, as we mentioned, uh, he's inked a minor league contract with Washington, Amos. No. <laughs> I don't know. Outfielder Dustin Fowler, he sent me this one. He got DFA'd and was traded to Pittsburgh for cash as a result of that Trevor Rosenthal, Rosenthal signing in Oakland last week. Uh, Cleveland's claimed outfielder Harold Ramirez from the Marlins. That might be an interesting pickup, don't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, they, you know, had DFA'd him. Uh, Red Sox DFA reliever Marcus Walden is a result of the Marwin Gonzalez signing last week. And Atlanta inking speedster Terrence Gore. Bring him mm. back to the Cubs playoff roster. No, don't. Hopefully so, the Braves actually use him. <laughs> maybe. But yeah, a lot of minor league stuff. Of course, you, you expect, um, you expect, uh, free agency to really slow down a little bit now with all the, the big studs out there. signing. there's still a couple more, but a couple more. We'll knock off in just a second here, but first the hot Atlanta Braves have made a big contract extension announcement. Yeah, man. Freddie Freeman's got a new 10 year. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's going to be to teases. I wonder how long it'll be until people are sick of my crap when I do that. All right. So yeah, the Braves have uh, at a press release. They did uh, announce that they signed manager, Brian Snicker, to a contract extension through 2023 with a club option for 2024. Um, as quote saying, uh, Alex Anthopoulos, I am thrilled that Brian will continue to lead our club on the field and in the clubhouse. Three consecutive division titles speak to the impact of Brian and his staff, and we are pleased that he will continue to guide our club through 2023. And why would you not want him? 65 years old, yeah, but the man has been... Uh, this will be his 45th year in the Braves organization as he signed with a non-draft free agent in 1977 uh, and his sixth major league – or sorry, and this will be his sixth season as a major league manager. Um, named interim manager, of course, for those who don't remember, early 2016, and then he was given the full job that October. Uh, Snitker's been really good. Uh, obviously, hitting 353 to 317 win loss record in the role as manager. I mean, you can't really ask for more, especially how he was just thrown into the fire like that. So, yeah, the real tests will be coming up in the, in the next few years. I mean, he's had, you know, the Nationals, you know, obviously to, to battle for a while, but if things go as predicted and, you know, the Phillies uprise and the Mets bought everything and maybe it'll be good. We'll see what happens. Good luck, Snitker. Yeah. Hungry? Grab a Brian Snitker. Older <laughs> <laughs> is he still out there? Amos, I heard he might wait it out till an injury or a COVID case inevitably will happen. I think he's going to go to the Angels. Thinking still you're going to go Angels, maybe? Still yep. going to go I Angels. Last week too. I'm, I'm wondering. Jackie Bradley Jr., could the Braves now be a landing spot for him, Amos? Or is he ultimately going to re-ink with Boston? Good question. Wish I had an answer. He could go to the Pirates for all we know. Yeah. I saw something <laughs> mentioned too. I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, man. I think I think JBJ is actually probably doing the same thing. He may be waiting to see if they're 
Of course, I don't know if he's going to say that or not, but for all we know, he could be waiting for, well, obviously the right deal, but maybe the team, I think more, I think my leading theory is the team that he wants to go to hasn't offered him anything yet. Sure. Like I think he wants to go somewhere specific and they just haven't offered him a contract yet. Some uh, kind of sad news out of Minnesota Twins camp as uh, top prospect Royce Lewis. Uh, they found on an MRI that uh, he had a torn uh, right ACL. <laughs> Apparently, um, he had tweaked the knee at some point in the offseason, but he compounded that when he slipped on some ice. Ooh. So, yeah, he had his surgery at the uh, Mayo Clinic conducted by Dr. Chris Camp successful surgery on uh, Saturday the 27th, uh, the day uh, of our broadcast, so uh, recording. So hopefully a speedy recovery. He's not going to be able to to be taught by Simba this year, at least. So That sucks, but he'll be, uh, he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. Maybe better than ever. You never know. Um, something that you sent to me that was interesting. Um, I'll go ahead and just bring this up real quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you sent me something about the free agent spending that we've been seeing. Uh, you said uh, MLB teams have spent $1.12 billion in free agency this offseason, down from $2.1 billion a year ago. And that was, you got that from ESPN's free agent tracker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, why? I guess was the question, right? Why are we seeing it lower? Well, I mean, besides the obvious COVID, COVID, you know, factored into obvious salary restrictions. But you know, as a whole, we weren't seeing you know the Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, Mike Trout extensions of you know before uh, before nineteen happened. Right, and that—that's what I was going to say too. I'm glad you put that in in the second part of that message because there, ju- it just wasn't a year where you were going to see a lot of superstar extensions. You know, mm-hmm. I'll bet you anything that this season could be, like this next coming off season will be even higher because yeah. you've got, for example, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant on the Cubs. You've got Freddie Freeman on the Braves. You've got, um, uh, uh, b- 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 Oh, I had the other one just in my head, and then when I said it, when I said Freddie Freeman, it <laughs> went out of my head. Then it just but all gloriously went first base. It's so awesome. <laughs> but there's there's a lot of, I mean, free agents that we could look at here. Yeah, you know. So I mean, I think there's just a combination of COVID on top of maybe teams being very reluctant to make these big extensions when they can do it later down the road when they're making a little bit more money. And it's going to be the CBA year, don't forget. So that could be very interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't put that in. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be lower. Never know. We're going to see what happens. Interesting little tidbit there. Speaking of tidbits, Pete Alonso deleting his social media. You get a good speculative point there, Amos. I still don't know what it's about. (laughs) Don't know if it is, in fact, Trevor uh, Bauer. He could be doing the smart thing. And just getting off of it because he's mm-hmm. probably sick of it. So yeah, right. As many many people have apparently. Like there's a Pete Alonzo Twitter, but it's not him, obviously. So, yeah. um, but yeah, these are yeah. It's not really here. Um, I don't know. There was speculation that maybe he was getting traded, which mm. didn't make sense to me. 
No. Um, right. That was just purely like people like you and me speculating that. I mean, we didn't, but like just people like us, you know, that are not working for a company. Uh, maybe, you know, someone made a joke that, you know, Pete Alonzo deactivated his Twitter because they refused to wear the black Mets jerseys. <laughs> just as a joke. Nice. Um, yeah. I think, I think personally, I think he did it. Um, to just avoid Twitter drama, which there was between Syndergaard and Bauer, which is Bauer's good at getting under your Strowman skin. Strowman eventually, yeah. Yeah, and Strowman, and then that got ugly quick. We won't talk about that one, but... <laughs> um, I just... Yeah, I mean, he's... Man, if I was a baseball player, someone like that, I would actually probably stay off social media, too. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah, I know. so much pressure, right? It has to be. be. He's just doing everything he can to... Be a little more chill, I guess. And social media yeah. can stress oh, you yeah. out. I, I honestly am thinking about taking a break again. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but finally, um, you get these opt-outs mostly because of the COVID-19 situation and and that. And, you know, players have the opportunity to do it. And another one happened. Uh, yeah, so Ian Desmond, for the second straight year, has opted out. Uh I don't think it said why, did it? Did he just... I don't know if it actually did say the actual reason. You just got to think it's COVID-19, I guess. Maybe he's just not wanting to come back. Like, maybe he's just going to secretly retire and... Would you with the Rockies, though, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of... I'm not saying it's too late for him to do something with a team, but, I mean... Mm -hmm. You're looking at two straight seasons now where you haven't played. No one's going to really want to sign you. And you're probably not going to make enough money to warrant to play a season, so... After missing go to the Wyverns. Years. Go to the Wyverns with Chu. Get some balls. Yeah, he could go overseas. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a little minor note. And uh, other than that, we got one more, I guess, right? Spring training starts. Spring well, of course, training. by the time this goes up, it's, some games have already been completed. Uh, not to diminish your ability to put this podcast up, but the time start at 1 o'clock. So, I mean... <laughs> Uh, any cool notes that you see for tomorrow? Anything you want to mention? Oh, no, not nearly necessary, I suppose, since the, the pod just airs throughout the week and people listen listen in. But hope you're enjoying enjoying the spring or will enjoy the spring, depending on if you clicked right away. Well, you know, since it's Sunday afternoon and I'm still editing, we got cancer survivor Trey Mancini getting loud applause headed up to the plate and then proceeding to get a base hit. You got the guy... Received back in the Christian Yelich trade between Milwaukee and uh, the Marlins going yard. Lewis Brinson going deep, deep, deep. He got my twins taking a 5-1 lead early on, only to let the Red Sox storm back. They were ahead 6-5 last I checked. But the biggest one, I would have to say, is the Detroit Tigers ending the first inning with two outs, putting up six runs. On uh, starter Ivan Nova and uh, this uh, Jonathan Hennigan. I've got a couple I want to look at. I mean, I'm going to try to pay attention. I don't think I'll be home for these, but I'm going to try to pay attention. You know, we've got a couple of people that, you know, just like, I mean, it's not unique, but it's players that are traded to other teams that are um, right. Getting their first spring starts tomorrow. Jose Quintana for the Angels is going tomorrow against the Giants. Um, we're looking at um, 
<clears throat> excuse me, my voice gives out a little bit there. Uh, uh, where's the other one? Uh, you got you, Mr. Smeltzer going against the Red Sox tomorrow. Avon Nova for the Phillies going tomorrow. That's a name we haven't heard in a while. Um, not all the teams are playing starting tomorrow as well. Uh, one more of note, Adam Gomber going for the Rocky or Adam Gomber. Is that his name? It's Gomber. Mm-hmm. But he's going for the Rockies tomorrow against the Diamondbacks. And, of course, Gomber being the pitcher that was. Um, I would say, I guess, the biggest trade piece in the Nolan Arenado deal. So yeah. speaking of, he's starting for the Cardinals. Yep. And then he's going to start. It's Austin Gomber. So thank you, Austin. So they are just some notables. And then for Monday, we've got some other teams playing. My Cubs are playing as course. So we'll get to see Kyle Hendricks. Of course, we'll get to see Paddock opposite of him. Um, there's Fans really around here aren't, sorry, fans around here aren't happy that uh, the Twins Red Sox isn't going to be on television, apparently. Oh, that's a whole big stink with everyone. It's going to be kind of a traditional thing, but yeah, geez. But don't worry, guys. If you can, you can have a seven-day free trial with MLB TV. That's not <laughs> sponsored by us. It's just something I saw before we went live. <laughs> and then after that, just uh, forget about it. I guess, right? <laughs> there you go. So we're gonna have a little preview of uh, National League rosters. We did the American League, so we're gonna do National League stuff. So listen for that. Uh, Podcast extra. Yeah, coming up soon. I don't think we have a specific date, but just pay attention. It'll be there. Be there. We did the American League uh, a couple days ago. You can watch that, listen to that. Not watch that, but you can listen to it and uh, see what your earballs think. Going to be uh, back on Buzzsprout soon, too. So probably get one of your hot takes from the whole Mather thing on uh, on the whole uh, promotion thing this week. We'll see how that goes. Yep, you can find us on a lot of platforms. So listen, rate, review, tell your friends, tell your dog, tell someone who isn't, someone that doesn't encourage in the locker room violence. I don't know. Tell Joey Votto or Jared Hughes. <laughs> I think I'm going Jared Hughes with that. But until then, I'm sure we done. Is that all we got? Yes, sir. Happy spring training, everyone. Good luck to your team this season, obviously. Uh, but uh, hopefully nobody gets hurt in spring training. So we are the Hot Takes Corner, and we are O-U-T out. <laughs>